guys. I'm Griffin. I'm Dustin. And this is the Creatively Confident Podcast. And today we are with Dustin Harrelson. He is a local videographer. And just to jump right into it, since this is our second time to record this, <laughs> um, we are going to uh, just kind of warm you up and go with uh, yeah. two dream camera features. All right. Mm. So we got 4K up to 120 FPS in raw format with decent autofocus or perfect eye. It does not mess up. Perfect eye autofocus at 1080p. Definitely the 4K. Right. The raw. The raw is the big thing it for is, that. Like, I don't necessarily need 4K, but just raw format yes. is. Dude, because, like, being able to drag your highlights and mm -hmm. adjust your shadows yep. is so simple. Because that's the, the biggest thing. The worst thing is, like, getting used to editing photos. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily... You can get your white balance, like, pretty good on a photo. And right. Just, but if you mess up white balance or exposure on a video... Oh like really just even slightly mess yes. it up you're kind of done it's so hard yeah, it's so done. hard and like when those highlights are blown they're gone yeah they're, they're gone they're gone um okay so the second one is a uh, complete scuba level waterproofing so you can take this thing into the ocean um and it's on a full frame camera built in with uh, no like like uh outside water mm -hmm. casing or anything like that and no extra bulk or ronin s gimbal like in body stabilization I forgot the second option <laughs> and like the water thing does sound super cool. It sounds super cool. Cause like those shots where, I don't know, just everything looks more cinematic underwater. I know. Like 120p underwater. Yeah. But I'd have to go, just because I'm not near water. Right. I'd have to go with the stabilization. Cause I love to shoot handheld. Yeah. So. I feel that. And the if GH5. I could shoot handheld with never, I, don't, I like the feel of using a gimbal. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel like a filmmaker. Right. But like if I could just not have to carry that thing around mm -hmm. and get super stable on the fly that kind of stuff right then yeah I'd yeah definitely do that and see that's something with like the gh5 that i love so much is that the embody stabilization on that thing is ridiculous yeah. absolutely ridiculous um but like gopros are getting decent oh don't even get started because we'll talk about the dji <laughs> they're getting decent but i was just about to say dji God. what is it the osmo action or something can dji not let gopro have fun I for know. like 20 I minutes know. <laughs> it like, is so good and they're it's gonna way put cheaper. them out of business they are it's gonna be bad the drone's dead i had oh, their the, drone i know i saw <laughs> yeah i had their drone their drone's dead i had to sell that thing to somebody else before it crashed on my watch dude but the the bad thing is like GoPro, I feel like GoPro just, I was actually looking up GoPro sales the other mm -hmm. day, um, just because I'm a nerd, <laughs> but like GoPro stopped being cool for a little while because people wanted, like us, wanted like cinematic footage mm -hmm. and with the three, the four, the five, the six, mm -hmm. you couldn't get it because no. it was all shaky. Yeah. And then the seven was like, oh, we're still going to be a successful company. Right. And then a month later, yeah. DJI they is like, mm, no, you're not. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's it's insane how stable it is, and then it still has that really great picture yeah. quality. Did you watch um, Peter's comparison oh, video? Yes. And it was like, I was like, the DJI camera is going to be phenomenal, but GoPro has this, like, what do they call I don't know what they call it. Their stabilization. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what they call it. But it's insane. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, dirt bike, everything. Yeah, is just, it was just, it was like it was on a gimbal. I'm like, that's the one thing they're going to keep. Mm -hmm. And Peter was like... And actually, the DJI is better. I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I'm I upset. Looked, when I watched the video, um, if you look in the background. Yeah, because he said watch the background. Yeah, the GoPro is so much shakier. Yeah. It's insane. If you had to buy one right now, what would you buy? Oh, I'd definitely go with DJI. Yeah, me too. It's, it's cheaper. Get <laughs> and the screen's on the front. Yes, yeah. and you get a screen on the front. Does it have better picture quality? I think so. I mean... I, can, I remember... The GoPro to me is always soft. We're going off on a tangent, but I remember... He was like comparing, maybe it was the color production. Uh huh. 
was better. On oh, the GoPro. yeah. Yeah, GoPro, I think, has better colors. Yeah. It was just the uh, the DJI was a little but bit sharper. But we're all going to color grade it anyway, so That's it doesn't true. matter. <laughs> um, and so speaking of cameras, you recently swapped from Canon to Sony. Yes. Who, they've been, you know, those two companies have been going at each other. Well, the fans of the two companies. Yeah. So what are you liking so far about your Sony a7 III? The Sony a7 III is the best camera for like the next four months until they release a new one. No. And then I'm going to no. be sad. <laughs> no, I'm going to be sad as well. But um, I love 120 frames per second because I came, I came from the Canon ADD. Mm-hmm. So I didn't come from like a really comparable camera right but canon doesn't really have a comparable camera yes i know <laughs> the eos r is so not, frustrating i feel like it doesn't stack up to the sony mm-hmm. so what am i what am i answering what do i like about the sony yeah <laughs> um 120 frames in body stabilization and log cine 4 yes being able to shoot log footage makes me feel like professional cine 4 is so good yeah. bro i'm gonna do some of those where you like pull the color grade over the yes. footage you yeah. know the before about. and after yeah um and so I actually, uh, when we had the Panasonics that wouldn't go up to 120, um, and so it was only 60 FPS. And Wait, I which would, one? The 85? Yeah, the G85. The GH5, it went up to it went up to 180 FPS. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it was manual focus only past 60. So it past was just 60. Yeah, past 60. So it was basically 60 FPS with autofocus, and anything past that was manual. And I was like, I did not see that anywhere. I'm glad I didn't buy it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was so glad I didn't buy it. Um, so I would just optical flow everything that yeah. I could to try and stretch it and the files are just huge yeah um but with sony do you have any dislikes any dislikes on the a7 III? dislikes okay oh there is actually another big dislike so the one big one that all canon to sony mm-hmm. uh people know is like the flip screen yes because i'm just like it's not that hard it's not. It's not like a feat really of engineering. No, to, they refused to do like, it. Like there were cell phones in 2006 that had a flip screen exactly. like that. <laughs> exactly. I don't. They. I think they just want to be like different. Yeah. But they're also like doing really well, so we can't yeah. really say anything. That's like that's like their biggest feat to me. Um. No, it really is the only thing because I'll do shoots at work, and I guess we'll talk about that later. But I'll hold my camera off to the side mm-hmm. and just flip the screen like to right. the side and look at it. Because the the Sony you can do up, right, which is useful, mm-hmm. and down, which is really useful, right. Because you don't always want to shoot from eye level. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just those weird spots, like I will, I wish I would have brought my camera, my ADD, and <laughs> I will, I've looked at it from every yes. angle and used it in a shoot from every angle. And then the other big thing is, have you ever held like a full frame Canon camera? Yes, it feels amazing. Yeah, it does. It feels, it feels like phenomenal. A tank. And do you have the battery grip? For, uh yeah i got so it. i feel like that's gonna help mm-hmm. but it just doesn't your pinky hangs off yeah the pinky hangs oh, off dude it's so frustrating for the i mean that the a7 III feels good mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel it like it's not. not even and my buddy jacob he just bought a nikon d810 mm-hmm. so it's like a 5d right canon deal mm-hmm. it feels amazing oh it's true. like a yeah. big brick in your I hand love, i I'm love like, big Ugh. cameras man. so yeah just the the form factor i would like better right not on a sony but those are little things i'll be able to get over um and then when it comes to uh canon what do they have that you think sony does not the flip screen um the flip screen yeah literally i mean from what i've researched and experienced mm-hmm. the best autofocus ever and the thing that's going to be bad about it is like i've only ever used canon mm-hmm. so i've only ever had like what do they call it the um is it dual pixel dual pixel autofocus yeah. yes oh my gosh it's 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 super like it's always like it, on point. It seems like it knows. It yeah. seems like it knows what you want to be on. Exactly. Because it's not I. Like mm-hmm. it's not tracking people necessarily. Right. I don't think. But 
it seems like it knows exactly where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And the issue with it is like, even if it's not the best, it's right. what I'm so used to. Uh-huh. But like, I used that on a shoot this past weekend, and it did fine. Like, yeah, and it the autofocus so is really good. It's and so I haven't smooth. even updated it yet. So oh, on the Sony, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got. Oh, we gotta get you. Um, what else for? Cam- yeah, so that autofocus in the screen and just like the general, like you usability is uh-huh. that a word? It yeah. just seems like user friendly, regardless of high how high, like in camera level you go. They mm-hmm. all they're all easy to use. Right. And so the biggest like debate online has been that Canon colors are superior to Sony colors. Okay. So you being an avid Canon user, yeah. have you experienced that? So this it's really, again, not a fair comparison because I went from using can, the Canon ADD, mm-hmm. beautiful colors right. right out of it, but there's no like, um, I just use like neutral picture profile. It yeah. doesn't have log. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, and all the st- stuff I've color graded from Sony has been Cine 4. Right. So it's not really like super comparable, yeah. but there is like... Uh, me and Jacob joke about like the color green being like, yeah, it looks like someone threw up on your photo <laughs> yeah. or on your video. Uh-huh. There's a there's a little layer of throw up on yeah, this, <laughs> but I'm gonna grade it anyway. Right. So like, it is it is a little bit of a pain because with yeah. with Canon, you know, you can you can nearly pull that footage right out and be good to go. Yeah. Like if it's for a YouTube video for like on the Canon, I should mm-hmm. just until I sell my Canon, just shoot YouTube videos on it. Right. So I'm not trying to color grade like talking head stuff. Yeah. Um. Just pull it out, put like a LUT, turn the LUT intensity like all the way down and just export. <laughs> right. So, but it can't do that on the Sony. Um, sure. So when it came to uh, you like starting your content creation career, how did you end up in that whole field? So I started about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I... Which is crazy because your stuff, like I've been going for like three years now and... My your stuff is for people who are watching on video. Dustin's stuff is like up here. Whatever. Just for the stuff that he posts. Do not put you below. His stuff that he posts on Instagram. Do not put you below. That's like way up here. My stuff that I post on like full fledged YouTube and give to clients is down here. It's insane that this dude's been going for a year. But uh, continue. I didn't mean disagree with the comparison. (laughs) But that is a really good point about. I'll come back to the year thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll come back to the year thing because I do want to make a comment on that. Anyway, so I did a lot of music in high school. Mm-hmm. I like led worship, played guitar, sang a lot. Good. <laughs> We're still recording. <laughs> still recording. Um, so yeah, what I really wanted, and I've always loved YouTube videos. Like from the day that I was like Casey Neistat, mm-hmm. all of his videos. Right. Love Casey Neistat. Yeah. Um, and I fell in love with like the YouTube platform. And I found a $300 refurbished Canon T5i. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, can I have this for Christmas? <laughs> and she got it for me and I was going to make YouTube videos of just like music and right. singing and then maybe like try to make a little music video that would have been funny <laughs> um maybe I'll maybe I'll send you my unlisted YouTube video yes, links I'll one do. day and we can <laughs> watch those if you could see that would be funny that'd be a funny YouTube video yeah um anyway uh, I was just hanging out in my dorm one day and Peter McKinnon came up in my recommended mm-hmm. and it was like how to get smooth camera shots and i had this t5i just sitting on my counter like, right for for like a year uh-huh and i was like i'm gonna do it and it was like make sure you have three points of contact and like move <laughs> and i was like <gasps> <laughs> and it breath? was like so like i just started making stuff and fast forward to the end of that school year i started making a few oh, man i'm gonna send you those the first few things that i made on instagram <laughs> that year so you could see like where my head was uh-huh it's really funny um 
yeah, I moved back to Huntsville or moved to Huntsville mm-hmm. with my mom. And I was just like really getting into it, watching all these, how to do zoom transitions, how to do all right. like the cool things that uh-huh. now are um, like getting, yeah, they're getting overused, yeah, getting but we all overused. still think they're really cool. Right. <laughs> um, so I convinced my mom to buy me Final Cut mm-hmm. on like the Apple student. I was like, mom, it's only $200 and I get all this stuff. Yeah. And she was like, okay, but you have to make me a video for my business. Right. Good, um, good trade off. Still haven't done it, which she's probably lucky that I didn't do it then because it would have been very <laughs> bad. <laughs> it would have been really bad. So um, it's paying off. It's paying off in the long run. No, no, no. I love. And so basically like opening up from like iMovie to Final Cut, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now you can do very like customizable right you can do keyframes you can do so all the masks masking and i spent that summer basically moving from like music and videos here for those that are like watching the video do you put mm-hmm. this on youtube or yeah. okay cool um to video started rising and i wasn't that good at music anyway <laughs> so it's like okay i'm not not upset about it now that's my like don't have to impress anybody hobby right and this is like my it's both. Like it's like yeah. my super fun but also work hobby. Uh-huh. Um and then I got paid like seventy five bucks. Oh, this is actually a good story. I ran into me and a buddy were editing a YouTube video, like a vlog, mm-hmm. in a coffee shop. And this guy, we were there for like six hours. Right. And this guy was there for like six hours and he, he was leaving, and he came up and he's like, Oh, do y'all do like video editing? And I was like, Yeah, yeah we, we do. do. I was like I was like, I definitely do. What's up? <laughs> he's like, Hey, we're having um this event y'all should come and then i'll like need y'all to edit some videos mm-hmm. give me like 75 bucks to edit some iphone videos he's a really <laughs> cool guy and it was he was like i'm very thankful for him because he was my first like client yeah and exactly. from then i was like wait a second could i do this like is mm-hmm. this a plausible career right so from there just started making a ton of stuff so that see that's why i think that content creation is so awesome because somebody like peter mckinnon whose video randomly got popped up and you recommended. Yeah. It's like a godsend, right? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> and, it and, changed the course of my life. Exactly. And like not just that, of course. Like I wouldn't go as far into the cliche to be like, Peter McKinnon changed my life. Yeah, yeah. But like it was one of the steps. Yeah, it got you out there. Yeah. Which is which is so, so cool. Yeah. Um and so when it uh when it comes to like what you're pursuing as a career and what you do for a living, mm-hmm. what what is that like? Okay, so I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to go through that whole thing. So I spent, I'm a senior now at UAB. I'm a senior in college. That's mm-hmm. really weird. I'm I, old. Dude, tell me <laughs> What the it. heck? When I turned 20, I was losing my mind. Are you 20 right now? Yeah. Okay. I turned 20 like, what, in February? Yeah. I know gotcha. when my birthday is. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I spent three years doing biomedical sciences mm-hmm. at UAB, planning to go to PA school. So it's like grad school and I have to apply. Right. Um really good grades, patient care hours. This is mm-hmm. another, yeah. So I'd had to get all those hours outside of school too. Right, really time consuming. Yeah, and it was like, it was going pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then I just, the more, again, with like the balance thing, like I saw this video stuff and it was like, wow, if you work hard and try, it works. Yeah. Like it's, it's anyone could really do it if you have the passion for it and if right. you're like willing to spend the time. Exactly. And I was like, I'll spend all the time. Right. And then my grades were like, we're still here. <laughs> and um, we're still basically, here. and then I got an internship at a social media marketing company mm-hmm. in Birmingham and 20 hours a week. Um, there was like a stipend, but it wasn't like a job. It wasn't right. like I was getting paid hourly. Mm-hmm. And then... Or the experience. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's totally worth it. Right. Also, like definitely not a complaint. Um, 
And yeah, it was just like, okay, I'm putting all this time towards this and it's working. Mm -hmm. So my mind is like, put more time towards it right? and it'll work more. And it, I don't know, I like that idea. <laughs> but, and then school was like, oh, go this way. Like uh -huh. this complete opposite road and direction that um, makes you not be able to do this right now. And mm -hmm. it just wasn't happening for me. So. Yeah, see, I feel that because school, school at, at, a, at an early age is making people, I think, be forced into careers yeah. that they aren't truly passionate yeah. about. I agree, because the biggest thing is, and like, you can ask my girlfriend, I talk to her about this all the time. <laughs> I'm like, why do we have to f decide, like, we're going to be, we have like at least up to another like 60 years. Right. Why do I have to decide at 17 exactly. what I'm going to do and then be like looked down upon if I change my mind yes. at some point? Um, which thankfully my family has been super supportive right. of everything. So that's mm -hmm. been like a huge, but some people aren't like some people they be like, I don't want to be a doctor mm -hmm. and their family doesn't roll with that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so no, I am glad that we do like live in this time though, where we can be like, I want to do this. And it's like, well, how are you going to do it? It's like, I'm going to get a Skillshare subscription right. and do it <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I'm just going to make it happen. No. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. We'll get there. Um, see with, with me, I, uh, when I was younger, actually, my dad wanted me to be a radiologist because okay. he was like, he was like, dude, there's lots of money in that. I was like, yeah. dude, money sounds great. Yeah. I can buy like tons of Xbox games from that. Cause you yes. know, I'm like, I'm like 11. Right. <laughs> and so I'm super hyped because it's like, that's like unlimited Xbox live. Yeah. And, um, then further down the road, I got really into computers and I just loved building them. I, I kind of liked the software. I didn't like development though. I didn't mm -hmm. like coding. Um, I just loved building computers and all the performance that you got from that. And so I was like, okay, computer science, it makes sense. Well, when I get to Jeff State, I see all the math requirements, and I was like, this is not happening. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. The math is just absolutely terrible. So I changed to um, broadcasting uh, under the communications major, and so that's what I'm looking to pursue. And that's like what the whole YouTube channel is for, to so like document, yeah. to see if all that works out. Yeah. Um, and so far it is. So I've, I've been very blessed. Um, but speaking of YouTube, who are your favorite content creators? It can be either Instagram or YouTube, whichever. I'm going to go YouTube because if they're on Instagram and they're my, they're my favorite, they probably have YouTube. Right, right. Um, and I just love YouTube as a platform. Mm -hmm. I think it's just phenomenal compared to everything else. Right. As far as being a creator goes. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even want to say this one because I feel like I've said it, his name way too many times. I'm like a fanboy at this it's point, okay. but Peter it's McKinnon okay. yeah. is like, you just can't get away at this point. He's awesome. He's really awesome. He teaches so much. Like mm -hmm. I learned a lot of stuff. Um, on that point, Maddie, just as much. Maddie like, Hapoya. Maddie Hapoya. Yeah. 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 Cause Maddie goes into a lot of this like theory, not theory, theory is a strong word, mm -hmm. but like why you use this, this shit you know, this certain shot and yeah. why you should do this. Did you watch his uh, documentary? Yeah. That yeah. was so Dude, good. The one but that he like you, just recently Yeah, with Jesse. Uh, so good. good. But did you watch his video before that where he was like, this is why I didn't use any 120 or any not. cinematic. Like he just used straight shaky handheld. Right. And it's no more real. Cinema. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's like, so I'm more telling real. the real, I'm not trying to make Jesse look cool. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell his story about right, how he makes how sandwiches and takes his yeah. daughter to school. <laughs> exactly. Um. Anyway... Dude, I have so many names. How many am I allowed to name? As many as you want. <laughs> okay, because these are like my go-to people. So definitely Peter, Maddie, mm -hmm. um, Chris Howe. Yeah. Along with Lizzie Pierce. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to make them one person. <laughs> so Chris Howe and Lizzie Pierce, uh, they do it because they, they do like the freelance. They do a production right. company. Yeah. That's really cool. So they're teaching about that. Mm -hmm. 
And then over to like the editing side, as far as Final Cut Pro, there's like Daniel Schiffer. Yes. Uh, King Tut's Pro. He yes. does like straight up. Do you use Final Cut? Yeah, man. Oh, heck yeah. Then you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I, I don't um, like Premiere. I don't like like any Adobe editing yeah. software. I'm go- I mean, I'm cool with switching to Premiere one day, but mm-hmm. right now I'm trying to like edit videos, not learn how to edit exactly. videos. So. Exactly. <laughs> but no, Daniel Schiffer is super like. He's so awesome. Yeah. Because he'll be like, how to do this effect, and then he'll be like, how to get clients. Yeah. I feel like he's, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like 24 or something. Yeah, he's got to be he's like... Do, he's around us. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have for right now. Dude, there's have, so many good ones. Have you heard of, and this is like, now obviously I love uh, Peter McKinnon, love Casey Neistat. Uh, I, I really, really, really like, this dude is, he's like younger than us. His name is Aiden Robbins. Aiden Robbins is fire. He's oh, a I legend. feel so bad. Rewind, Aiden <laughs> Robbins and Andrew James. Yes, yes, so Andrew James. Good. I just found him like, so like last week. Aiden Robbins is like 70. Yes. He's so He's got good. like 100,000 subscribers because his content it. is it's so good. awesome. I want to go watch his light flares yes. video. I don't watch it I yet. know. Oh, dude. He is just, he's absolutely like just incredible. His perspective on everything yeah. is so mature. It is. It's it's insane. And his voice is really deep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, Aiden Robbins. Exactly. <laughs> no, but honestly, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take this too far, but like, I think it'd be super cool to go hang out with like Aiden Robbins and Andrew James and make videos with yeah. them. Like even up to the level is like, hang out with Peter McKinnon and that right. kind of stuff. Just because they're our age and they're doing it exactly, and they seem like really chill. They're right. not like I have subscribers. Yeah, it's like here's the same doing the same thing. Yeah, every time. And yeah. um oh oh what's the uh, it's Matt Devella I think. Have you seen the him? minimalist guy? Yes. His stuff is beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's so well made. Cinema. Yeah. On YouTube. So well made. Um, and then speaking of content creators, uh, with all this talk about, you know, the whole content creator burnout, it's kind of dwindling, but it's still there. Um, have you ever found yourself in a creative slump? And if so, what do you think is the best way to get out of that? Um, this is kind of one of like last night I was like, man, what can I bring a value to this podcast tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Cause I know that you're going to ask me something at the end or something like I figured yeah, yeah. you were going to ask me. That kind of thing. So maybe I'll hold that. So wait, burnout, a creative slump. It comes back to did you did you listen to the Maddie and Pete show? I, I the podcast they posted like what two episodes? Yeah, they posted two. I watched the first one. Okay, the first sometime in there they were talking about like um, the difference between like desiring to learn mm-hmm. and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that desire to learn. Yeah, and it's this kind of thing where you come back around to. Um, that, that idea that we were talking about earlier, like when we started and we're like, Oh, I just like, you didn't really think about what you did the day before. You're just like, what can I do today? What can I do today? What can I do today? Right. And then it's been a year and you're like, you kind of slowed down Yeah. or you get like, my thing was it started working and I was like, I got a little like cocky. I was like, I'm doing good. Like (laughs) I don't need to like kill myself to learn anymore. And it just kind of like made me slow down and stop having fun Mm -hmm. and stop like feeling that. So I think it's just like recognizing Back to the question, what what would I do in that? I would like try to recognize and be like, I am in a creative slump. Mm-hmm. I've stopped learning. And then just be like, I'm going to learn now. Yeah. Like, decide that I want to learn very intentionally. Exactly. But kind of like a relationship. Like you have to decide to be intentional. It's not right. always like romantic. Uh-huh. You just have to be like, I'm choosing to do this because yeah. I want to kind of thing. So yeah. I would, I, being, being very intentional would right. be the thing. Because I feel like... Um, like before, I, I've even made a few videos, and I, the thing is, before I used to make a few videos, and I would make them just to put something out there, 
and I wouldn't make them because I was passionate about the topic mm-hmm. or I was passionate about what I was doing, but I'd put them out there just to get something out there. And then that would really frustrate me because I would look back on it and be like, I, I don't like this video because I didn't, I didn't like how I was in the video. And so I've been trying to stay like more true to myself and doing things that I actually care about and mm-hmm. really passionate about. And so I think that like when you're in a creative slump, don't, don't force yourself to do something if you're not wanting to do it. Yeah. You know, maybe go watch something and get inspired That's to make good. something. And it's the difference between like, like I do feel like you should push yourself in an extent, but only mm-hmm. if you want to. Right. Only if you're like, wow, I wish I was creative right mm-hmm. now. But if you're just like not yeah. into it, then it's not going to be good. Right. You know, it's not going to be your favorite thing you've ever made. Exactly. Type of deal. Um, and so with, uh, I think Aiden Robbins actually just made a video on this. So the whole travel videographers, travel oh, that was a really good video. cinematic stuff, yeah. um, do you think their content is cinematic? Because there's a huge debate about like, what is cinematic. Okay, cinematic, the word cinematic is what it is to us as far as like what you can do with like a mirrorless camera and DSLR. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than what cinematic meant. Because like, I was watching... <clears throat> Sometimes I'm sure you experience this. Like sometimes I'll sometimes I'll watch a movie and mm-hmm. be like all in, like it's a movie, like right, like a Marvel movie. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. like I'm in it. I don't care about the shots. I don't care about the lighting. I don't care about anything. I just, just want to experience. And sometimes I'm like, that's a sound effect. That's a sound effect. That's a sound effect. because right. I want to like learn. I'm trying to learn. The mm-hmm. other day I was watching. I don't remember what movie it was. It wasn't like a critically acclaimed movie, but I was watching it, and it was a series. It was like a three-minute series of clips. They were all tripod, no movement. Oh, wow. Nothing. And it was cinematic. Yeah. So it wasn't cinematic as in like cinematic movement. Yeah. But it was just, it was a movie. Mm -hmm. It was a really well-made movie. So I think cinematic is like a misused word, Mm -hmm. but I do like those videos, like the travel videos. Mm -hmm. And I think I learned by like mimicry. Mm-hmm. And I do think even though that's really been done before, I'm okay with going and making one right. to learn how to do it. Exactly. And then just take it somewhere else. Yeah. And and I feel like, because um, you know a lot of people say, that's not cinematic. Well, I think cinematic is totally subjective. Oh, I it's think, definitely subjective. It's, yeah. not a, it's not like a definitive word. Right. Because like, I, 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 I think to me, cinematic means something that makes you like feel something yeah. or you think it's dope or yeah. like anything so like that. So at a point, it's maybe not even visual. Right. Like, it's not a visual box. Mm-hmm. It's just a, if it gets you to this level, then it can be cinematic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like, it to me, it's putting a standard on what is accepted and what qualifies. But yeah. for me, creativity, the only standards are the ones you set yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, th- there should no there should not be a box around yeah. what is cinematically accepted or anything like that. So, I think travel videos are dope. No, I do too. Yeah. But I do understand... Like, I do agree with what Aiden was saying in mm-hmm. the video, too, like, an extent. But, again, like, I'll, I'll go make one right now, and I'll copy every move right. Sam Coulter's ever done uh-huh. because I want to learn how to do it. Exactly. And, and I don't have to go make, like, a whole YouTube series out of yeah. it, but at least to do it once to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. But, and then there's this other weird line of, like, okay, creativity and cinematic subjective, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, it can still be bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, it no, can still, still not be good. Yeah, no. Because, like... So shaky camera movement is cinematic mm-hmm. if you meant to make it shaky camera Yeah, if you camera use movement. it in the right way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you're just like telling a story like this <laughs> and you're not really meaning to. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, if it still doesn't get you to that like emotional or whatever mm-hmm. storytelling level, then I would say it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and I've made those things. So right. It's okay. so, yeah, I feel that. 
Um, speaking of like weddings and client work and stuff like that, uh, how have you gone about landing clients? And I know you talked about your Instagram game. It's like a really big deal because mm-hmm. um, that's like your online portfolio, basically. Yeah. For so sure. uh, how have you been landing all these clients? So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to think about it in like like from beginning from like my first clients to now. Mm-hmm. I guess let me think about that for a second. I feel like I haven't had that many clients, but just like getting any client mm-hmm. jobs feels like a lot at a point. Yeah. But definitely Instagram, like a few of my bigger jobs have been <clears throat> um, like Birmingham based companies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, an, that's, I love being in Birmingham. One, because of it's like proximity to other big cities. Right. Like, uh, like Atlanta, Huntsville and Nashville kind of thing. Yeah. But also because Birmingham is going through this thing right now where like, Everybody and their mom is like, let's start a business. And it's really cool. Yeah. Like it's great awesome. because their businesses are like working and taking off and they all need content. Mm-hmm. Which yes, is great. For that's Justin. where we come in. <laughs> yeah. um, so for a while it was like, I was just doing my thing, putting stuff on Instagram and I got like a few connections. And the other good thing is like all those business owners know each other. Right. Because they're like, we're the, bar- we're the people starting businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a cool little community mm-hmm. as far as like community over competition goes right um so i would say instagram is good because it's like a proximity thing mm-hmm. like you follow people in their pro in your proximity and they follow you um but then also word of mouth like once you do something for somebody they're like here you can do this like i have a friend in the shoot that i did this past weekend in nashville um she's a photographer in decatur mm-hmm. she found my friend emilio do you follow Emilio? I don't know how to say his last name. I'm not going to butcher it. Probably not. Um, he's he's in Huntsville. Phenomenal videographer. Okay. But he's like our age. Like, kind really? Of same kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to check um, out. So she, she found him on Instagram. Not even me. And right. she was like, hey, want to do this promo video? Well, he was booked. So he sent her to me. Really? So it's kind of word of mouth, kind of yeah. Instagram. Networking is huge. Yeah. So I would say networking and just making stuff. And But recently, me and Jacob... Um, best friend photographer business partner right have started to get to this point where like okay we can't like we can't expect customers to just like our clients just walk in all the time so we have like a list of birmingham businesses and we're sending out emails like cold emailing um and that's a really cool thing because they're all local so we're like we want to we want to work with local businesses right and we are a local business so it Mm kind of works out so i would say instagram is big because there is like a proximity thing. Mm. And then after that word of mouth and then after that reach out to people. Yeah. Like those would be my biggest thing. That's But huge if you're too. not posting and unfortunately like people will be like, Oh, they do photo video. Let me check their Instagram. And what if you don't like Instagram? Right. Then I feel that. Yeah. yeah. So then people may be like, like your work's phenomenal. Very nice. Very nice compliment. But you don't post on Instagram that much. I don't. Which that <laughs> shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Right. As but far it, as video production, but, but it does. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it works for you, like what well, so far it has. Um, yeah. But it, it seriously does. Like I've been trying to get better at posting on Instagram. And, it's just um, another one of the, I I like Instagram, but mm-hmm. it gets stressful sometimes. Yeah, I feel that. Like sometimes I just want to post like dumb stuff. Like that that video I posted the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really dumb. I'm gonna post it. Yeah. Like, well, because it's, it's it's one hard. of my most liked videos. Right. <laughs> and it was so awesome. Like we actually listened to the song right afterwards. Um, and the the thing is, is like. It's hard because Instagram, like you want it to be, because it's, to me, it's, and I think for you as well, it's our actual like personal profiles. Yeah. And so you want it to have a professional feel while still remaining personal. fun, yeah. Yeah, and fun. Like this is me and like. 
which you can is, go to my website if you want to see. Because yeah. I did just recently make like a website. Right. But the only reason I did that is because I think it looks good. When you reach out to a business mm -hmm. and you're like, hey, here's my Insta. <laughs> doesn't say it goes yeah. like, hey, we're Pivot Creative Company. That's the name of it. Right. Um, here's our website. You can check out some of our work. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we now trust you with more money than your Instagram yeah. profile. <laughs> exactly. So um, I do think there is a place for like online portfolios. And I, I really liked website. I really liked when you said um uh instead of instead like you can't wait for people to come to you. You yeah. you got to reach out. If you want like yeah, if you want to make a career out of it, mm -hmm. I mean every other business is like has a sales guy. Right. Calling cold calling like following exactly. up on leads. So. Yeah. And the thing is companies don't know what you do until you let them know yeah. what you do. Yeah. So you got to reach out. Um Okay, so this has all come down to this question, all right? Okay. All of it's on the line. Let me get this out. What is this? This is the seal oh, of creatively confident. Nice. All right? Nice. So answer this question, and you get the sticker. Okay. A lot of pressure, I know. So. I'm going to put thought into this question. Dustin, like, so we might pause for a little oh, bit. Oh, dude, I feel that. Dustin Harrelson, how do you remain creatively confident? Can I hold the sticker? You can hold the sticker. Okay. <laughs> I remain creatively confident. So I think being creatively confident is accepting where you are because as we've very much covered in this podcast, we watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. We watch a lot of professionals. Right. Um, two of them we mentioned are our age and have been doing it as long as us. Mm -hmm. And we're very impressed by them. The rest of them have been doing it for 15 years. Right. And like, it's just accepting where you are and being like, it's okay that I'm not at that level. Exactly. But then also being choosing to like get to that level. So like looking at your stuff and being like, that's good. It's not like, it's not a Hollywood film. Right. But accepting where you are and like realizing that relative to like where you are and how long you've been doing it, mm -hmm. you're really good. Which is, that's huge. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. So let me try to like tie that back in. I think I said it. Yeah. yeah, no. I think I said it. So, like, accepting where you are yeah. as long as you've been doing it and relative to, like, that time, being confident in what you're making. Right. I think it's good. Yeah, that is so good because uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll see all these people online and they're posting crazy yeah. videos. You have no idea what their background is. Yeah. And so, I think, because a lot of times people will be like, I'm never going to get to that. Mm -hmm. And they just give up. Yeah. So, I think accepting who you are, which is not a bad thing at all. No, There's no, no negativity no, no. towards that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge. And that's really good. So uh, your creatively confident tip is to accept where you are, mm -hmm. but know that you can get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's a great dope. way to put it. That's dope. You said it way better than <laughs> I did. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Whatever. And then there's just this one, there's this one thing that's been like, it doesn't, I don't know if it really goes with the the question, but there's one thing that I've been thinking about a lot. So that thing that you said earlier, mm -hmm. I think it was on the first run. When I told you, like, I've been doing it for a year, and you're like, oh, my gosh, only a year? Right. So I want that to always be a thing. I don't want yeah. – not not in the sense of, like, I want people to always tell me and make me feel good, but mm -hmm. I want that to be, like, a true fact in my head. Yeah. Like, whether – if I've been doing it for five years, mm -hmm. I want it to – I want to know that my work says I've been doing it for 10 years. If I've been doing yes. it for 20 years, I want my work to say it's been doing it for 40 years. That is the one. Yeah. And that not, is awesome. And not at all – it does feel good to have people say that. Right. But not at all of, like, I want people to keep telling me that, but mm -hmm. I just want it to be true. Right. You know what I mean? That is awesome. So, and then that comes back around to, like – well, if you want that, then you have to be intentional on learning something. Right. So 
That is dope. I just wanted to say that. I don't know where that really fit, but that it's was been in my head. Dropped on it's it been in my head so much lately. That was really good. Okay, so super awesome having you on. Yeah, it was um, fun. Really appreciate you coming and re-recording half of this since yeah. the SD card decided <laughs> to fail. Camera overheated. Dustin's it has been a through. battle today. Right. Um, if you guys want to check out some of his work, he's on YouTube, Dustin Harrelson. Yep. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Dustin... Dustin H13. 13. Go check him out. His Instagram's phenomenal. He's posting more and more on YouTube with some great videos. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, man. Uh, but as always, guys, I'm Griffin Harris. I'm Dustin Harrelson. And this is the Creatively Confident Podcast.